0: It's one thing to know and understand something, but it's something very different to really love something. Easter really is the most joyful and blessed and exciting and beautiful time of the year. But why doesn't it always feel like that? Though our emotional responses are one of the least important things about us, they are still a gift from God that we can use to worship him. So today we want to talk about how we can get our full selves on board with the celebration of Easter because God definitely deserves for us to be excited about Him.
1: The one true God of the universe has existed since eternity past in ultimate perfection. He spoke the cosmos into existence for His soul, honor, and glory. He moved heaven and earth to redeem mankind, even though we have nothing to offer Him. And He's given us everything we need for life and godliness in His Word. He deserves our worship He deserves our adoration. He deserves our praise. I'm your host, A.M. Brusser, and this is the Celebration of God.
0: Today's show is going to be a little different from the norm because today we're going to talk about how to retrain our emotions in light of Resurrection Sunday. I've mentioned a number of times on this show that Resurrection Sunday, or Easter, is the greatest Christian holiday of the year. But let's be honest, many of us just don't feel the same way about Easter as we do about Christmas. Why is that? And what can we do about it? Well, I'm glad you asked. So let's talk about that right now. And then you can check out our free episode notes, transcript, and resurrection resources at celebrationofgod.com. If you've listened to the show for any amount of time, then you've probably heard me say that I did not used to celebrate the holidays in a Christ honoring manner. And due to that most unfortunate reality, I found it really hard to love Easter. But all that started changing a couple years ago as the Lord started teaching a bunch of powerful lessons about Him and me and my relationship with Him. I won't recap all of those now, but I will say that the entire year-long celebration of God was born out of this time of personal discipleship in my life. But I did struggle early on with an interesting problem. Growing up, Christmas was always my favorite holiday. But I need to be honest, it didn't really have anything to do with God, Sure, the baby in the manger was part of it, but for me, it was the snow and lights and presents and cookies and sledding and parties and movies and music and family and fun. And sure, the fact that Jesus was incarnated was great too. I'm not saying that I wasn't born again or that I didn't care about God, but I'm trying to be transparent enough to admit that I loved those other things more. And from my experiences and research and conversations with others, I would have to say that many, if not most, American Christians struggle with the same issue. America has done an amazing job of transforming Christmas into the most wonderful time of the year. But as I continue my confession, I also have to admit that I really loved Thanksgiving more than Easter as well. Other than the times when we had to sit around listening to everyone be thankful, Thanksgiving was all about food and family and friends and fun. So yes, for decades, my heart would race just thinking about those holidays. But Resurrection Sunday? Not so much. Again, yes, as a believer, the reality of Christ defeating death and hell were definitely significant for me, but the feels just weren't really there. And it probably had a lot to do with the fact that my family didn't regularly paint eggs, do Easter baskets or egg hunts, or much else except celebrate Easter by going to church. So as a kid, it was pretty much like any other Sunday, which, if I'm still being honest, was either a nuisance in my life or it was a time to see my friends in between teaching times. Now, after all of that, you're either thinking, wow, this Aaron guy was so superficial and carnal, or you're thinking to yourself, wow, I really understand this Aaron guy. So, for those of you who, like I, recognize that Easter needs to be more important in your life, and you really think it would be cool to be as excited about Resurrection Sunday as you are for Christmas Day, then I hope what will follow will help you. But fair warning, it's going to take work. So, I want to start by answering two main questions. Number one, what are emotions? Emotions. And number two, how do I get excited about Easter? Number one, what are emotions? First, let me say that emotions aren't as important as many people make them out to be. In fact, biblically speaking, emotions aren't something for which we really should be living at all. I encourage you to check out our Grow Your Worship series. Part two talks about how to change what you feel. I'll include a link in the description for your ease of access. In that episode, I lay out a biblical doctrine of emotions, which is something I can't take the time to do today, but I do want to reiterate that as special as emotions are, and despite the fact that God designed them for important reasons, emotions aren't nearly as important as our world says they are. So please understand, I am not suggesting that any of us need to feel a certain way about Easter. I'm not suggesting that we have to feel something. I'm not suggesting that if we don't feel a certain way, we can't glorify God on Resurrection Sunday. I'm simply trying to encourage those of you who have a genuine desire to align your feelings with the reality of God's Word. If the Bible teaches us that the resurrection was the most glorious event in human history, then shouldn't we be more excited about celebrating this day than a less significant day? Of course we should. It's not about the emotions, though. But our emotions should grow from our beliefs and desires just like our actions and words do. Again, if you haven't worked through our Grow Your Worship series, you're really missing out. You should totally do that. So, with that foundation laid, what are emotions? Well, first of all, they're a gift, they're also a sacrifice, and they're an alarm. Emotions are a gift to be enjoyed by the individual, the church, and spiritual authorities. I won't explain all of that now. Check out the link below to learn more. But like everything else in our lives, God expects us to glorify Him with our emotions just like our words and deeds. We don't have the right to consume our emotions for our own pleasure. That's the world talking. The world says we exist simply to be happy and that we should follow our hearts and do what feels good, but God says that our emotions need to be an act of worship to Him. And lastly, our emotions are an alarm. Have you ever been hooked up to a heart monitor? As annoying as those beeps can be after hours of monitoring, we're all glad they're there. And when the flat line draws across the screen, there's trouble and people jump into action. In the same way, the emotions are not the most important thing. They're the thing that gives us very important information about the most important thing. As we have learned in the Grow Your Worship series, everything we do, say, feel, want, and think reveals the most important thing about us, what we believe. Therefore, if I'm happy about something God says should sadden me, my emotions are sending off an alarm, warning me that something is wrong. If I'm depressed when God says I should be joyful, then again, my emotions are warning me that there's a real problem. So when it comes to Easter, if you're annoyed, bothered, angry, depressed, frustrated, or put out about having to go to church and hear about Jesus, there is a huge problem. And it's not your emotions. It's the fact that no genuine child of God is going to consistently hate the things of God, much less the cross work of Christ and the redemption that he bought us when he rose from the dead. We may have a bad attitude for a time, but the Holy Spirit will convict us and we will confess that, apologize, and repent. Therefore, if I believe that Easter is the most important and glorious celebration of the year, it must follow that my thoughts, desires, feelings, words, and actions are going to mirror my beliefs. So now let's answer the next question. Number two How do I get excited about Easter? Now remember, this isn't like the absolute most important thing. I can go and I can celebrate on Resurrection Sunday without getting as excited as I used to when I was five years old looking at a Christmas tree. But we can train our emotions, and that's what we want to do today. So in short, we change our emotions by changing our beliefs. I didn't love Easter because I didn't really know, understand, and believe how important Easter is. Now, I'm going to share five very practical and helpful ways to increase your excitement for and during Easter, but I want to start by looking at Psalm 16, verses 8 through 11. This psalm not only talks about the resurrection, it also teaches our first point. Quote, I have set the Lord continually before me. Because He is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will dwell securely. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. You will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand there are pleasures forever. Yes, verse 10 is referenced in Acts 13.35 in regard to the resurrection, but pay close attention to verses 9 and 11. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand, there are pleasures forever. And why were those things true? Because verse 8 says, I have set the Lord continually before me. So how can I train my emotions to be glad and rejoice and have joy and experience pleasure during Easter? Number one, you need to study the truth about the resurrection, and you need to believe it. According to Jesus, ignorance and unbelief are the defining characteristics of a hard heart. But when a true follower of Christ really knows, understands, and believes God's word, their heart is tuned to sing his praise. They truly begin rejoicing in the Lord. You will never truly revel in Easter if you don't really understand what it is. You will never truly joy in Easter if your desires are more important than God's defeat of sin and death and hell. You need to study the truth about the resurrection, and you need to believe it. And that needs to be your first step, because it will fuel everything that comes next. Number two, you need to ask God to help you love Him and His mighty deeds of love. Psalm 69 30 and 31 say, I will praise the name of God with song and magnify Him with thanksgiving, and it will please the Lord better than an ox or a young bull with horns and hoofs. And verses 32 through 34 read, The humble have seen it and are glad. You who seek God, let your heart revive, for the Lord hears the needy and does not despise his who are prisoners. Let heaven and earth praise him, the seas and everything that moves in them. The Lord hears the needy, and he revives those who seek him. Talk to God about your desire. Let him know that you love him, but that you want to love him more. Ask him to help you increase your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you humbly acknowledge the majesty and awe of the Savior, so that your heart is bursting with gladness. And that leads to number three, you need to make a big deal out of Easter. If you want to genuinely anticipate and get excited about Easter, then along with better understanding it and asking God to help you, you need to plan to really celebrate it. We don't get excited about things that aren't exciting to us. Now, I'm not saying that we can't get excited about Easter without candy and egg rolls. In fact, I'm going to argue the exact opposite. I'm not encouraging you to hype up your carnal emotional responses by doing a bunch of fluffy stuff that will simply make your flesh feel good. You know, the egg painting and Easter egg hunts and bunnies and baskets that really don't have anything to do with Easter, but will excite our fleshly passions, and nonetheless. I'm encouraging you to focus on the most important parts of the holiday. You need to plan to assemble with God's people, engage in corporate worship, praise Him, learn about Him, pray to Him, and participate in the one another's to the glory of God. Yes, by all means, have a feast to celebrate the day. Eat some sweets, but make sure that everything you do is motivated by the glory of God and not merely, merely some selfish gratification. I've been fasting for Lent this year, and as many of you know, you fast from Monday through Saturday, but you don't fast on Sunday. Well, there have been quite a few times that the eating that I should have been doing as an act of worship to God and foretaste of eternity was merely a mindless, gluttonous feast for my senses with no thought to God at all. Let's not do that with Easter. Instead, let's prepare for Resurrection Sunday by reading the Easter Bible reading at celebrationofgod.com. Let's listen to music that truly exalts Christ. Let's plan to get together with our brothers and sisters in Christ to celebrate the resurrection. Let's go to church. And if you're listening right now and have a very bad feeling about the idea of going to church, I encourage you to listen to our Celebrating God at Church series. Now, I'm not saying that Easter baskets are sin but we definitely need to be super intentional when it comes to how we handle it and talk about it. Otherwise, the bunnies and baskets have the same effect as Santa and the presents. It just becomes all about me and the things I enjoy. But the bigger God-focused deal you make out of the resurrection, the more excited you will be about it. Now, again, I'm not saying that you have to observe Easter the way Christians in the West do, but I am saying that a born-again believer is definitely going to praise God and exalt him for his tremendous gift of salvation that was purchased on the cross and sealed in the resurrection. But we shouldn't just make a big deal out of Easter in what we do. Number four, you need to talk about Easter the way you want to feel about it. In our Grow Your Worship series, I make mention of the fact that emotions, in a similar way that they are fed by our desires, they also feed our desires. Even though we want what we think about and we think about what we believe, when we want something and we get it and our emotions soar high, that influences our future desires. But we must never forget that it's our beliefs and desires that feed our emotional responses in the first place. That's the key starting point. Therefore, when I say something like, I want to really rejoice in the resurrection this year, that will help to tune my emotional response when the time comes. When I say, I'm really looking forward to Easter this year, That will actually cause me to start looking forward to it even more. It's kind of like smiling. When the muscles in your face form a smile, you can't help but feel good. The first few times I said Easter is the best holiday of the year. I can remember not fully feeling it. But since then, as I have grown in my faith, my desires have changed and my emotions are reflecting the new reality in my heart. And the more excited I get about what God has done, the more I look forward to decorating for Easter and going to church and celebrating and talking about it. Easter really is the greatest celebration of the year, so there's nothing wrong with saying that even if your emotions haven't quite caught up yet. And talking about talking, we will get more excited about our Easter celebration when we do today's final point. But first review. Number one, you need to study the truth about the resurrection, and you need to believe it. Number two, you need to ask God to help you love him and his mighty deeds of love. Number three, you need to make a big deal out of Easter. Number four, you need to talk about Easter the way you want to feel about Easter, And all of that will make this last point much easier. Number five, you need to invite others to celebrate Resurrection Sunday with you. On episode 51, we talked about the fact that Eastertide is a 50-day celebration, which includes the seven Sundays of Easter. And last year, my family and I invited a different family from our church to celebrate each of the seven Sundays. It was so much fun. It deepened our relationships, and we strove to really glorify God with it. So, invite other followers of Christ into the celebration. Invite them to study the resurrection and believe the beauty of it. Pray with them about it. Make a big deal out of it with them and talk about it with them. When we truly fellowship with God's people around God's truth, it has a massive effect on how we feel. I believe you all will start enjoying Easter more and more as you strive to worship God with your yearly Easter celebrations. Of course, again, it's not about how we feel, it's about how we worship but wouldn't it be great if our emotions deepened as our worship deepens? Well, that's how God created it to work. So yeah, this is less about feeling a certain way and more simply about worshiping God as we should. But when we do that, we will start to feel a different way. Please share this episode on your favorite social media outlets and join us next time as we seek to better know, love, and worship God and help the people in our lives do the same. To that end, we'll be discussing Worshiping God in May.